0: You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. We're going to change a little bit of where we've been. I always like to talk about winning. I always like to talk about victory. But this just came up in my heart, and it's um, kind of a unique thing. So we're going to talk. Uh, Jesus spoke a parable about a dad. And his two boys. And this parable followed other parables, and you know this parable parable as the prodigal son. And uh, we're gonna talk about the prodigal son, but we're gonna talk equally and probably more, uh, we're gonna talk less probably about the prodigal and more about the father and the other son. And yet, I know this by the Spirit of God. We're living in the day and the hour, especially for Cornerstone Word of Life, that the prodigals are coming home. That people, your children, people you know, people that have gone off and done other things or got discouraged with church or religion or got mad at somebody and got offended. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, it's the hour of the prodigal because it's the hour of restoration of all things. The Lord is winding this thing up, and we're in the living in the last and the last days. And I believe one of the marks of the last days is great restoration for you and for me and for the church. And part of that restoration, how I many you know we've been given a ministry of restoration called the ministry of reconciliation? And the Bible says in Galatians that you who are spiritual ought to restore. So the Lord is in the business of restoring things. Come on, has your soul been restored? Are you restored? Is God continuing to restore you? You should never just be satisfied with I got out of trouble. You should always hold on for a full restoration of all things. Amen. That's why Jesus, one of the reasons that he came back. And so if we look at this, I want you to look with me in Luke's gospel. And we're going to look at this. And don't pretend, I mean, I just kind of want you to let go of what you already know. Because I know most of you in this room know this, and you could talk about this portion of Scripture. But this is what the Lord gave me, and so I want you to hang with me. So um, Luke chapter 15, because I do believe the Lord's given me some revelation about this that I want to share with you. Luke 15, 11, he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. All right, and he spent all that he had there, and arose, and there arose a mighty uh, famine in the land, and he begun and he began, began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. And he would fain have uh, filled his belly with the husk. Y'all know how gross this is? I grew up on a pig farm. My papa farmed. And I slopped the pigs, thought it was fun. His belly with the husk. You know, pigs will eat anything, and I do mean anything. And the swine did eat. Let's get some ribs for lunch. And the swines did eat, and no man gave unto him. So you got this man. First of all, he's a younger son. And most everybody concentrates on him, so we'll talk about him a little bit. Number one, uh, he wanted his money now. And so, he, so the father gave him his money. And so what happened? He moved to another country because he didn't want daddy to see him living bad. I think the whole plan the whole time was to get his money and go blow it and just live, live big. And uh, um, so he did that. And really, this portion of it shows more about his character at this current time. He, there was something off about his character. There was something off about him. Now, because people, um, unlike us, a lot of people, would, when it talks about money, they'll use this scripture, point in fact of, see, God doesn't want you to have money because they will mess you up. No, messed up people who get money get messed up bigger. Messed up people who get money get messed up bigger. It has nothing to do with the money. It has to do, it has to do with who you are and where you're at. Money is nothing but a tool. The Bible says very clearly, and you know this in First Timothy chapter six, verse 10, it says, what? Money is evil. Stay away from it. Noah it says what? And what, and what did Jesus clearly tell you? You can't serve God and money. You either love one and hate the other. The reason people don't like to tithe and give is because they love their money. Not tithing and not giving is a proof you love your money. Trying to get God down to the dime or the penny tells me something about you. Now don't get quiet on me. Because I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about prodigals. Because that doesn't that shouldn't have affected you any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because you're a giver. Because you're a tither. Because you love the Lord. And money does not have you. You don't make decisions based on money. You don't take jobs because they're offering you 20K more. You don't take jobs in another city or wherever that's not the will of God for you. You don't, you're not money minded. Because you don't love money. This is not my subject today. Don't make it be. I'm just telling that's not how we live. I don't love money. I don't chase it. It chases me, but I don't chase it. Because I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Pastor Mark, now today in church, we don't. you shouldn't talk about money. It's proven that people like to go to church where they don't talk about money. Well, you're in the wrong church because we're going to talk about it. Because if we just ignoring something doesn't change people's lives, if you keep it in balance and you keep it right, you're supposed to have money because you're blessed to be a blessing. But if, but has Pastor Mark, have you ever seen in this church money get a hold of people and mess them up? Yep, but that wasn't the word's fault, that wasn't God's fault, that was their fault because that just that's who they are. Because I'm going to show you something in just a minute. But here's this man. So I'm telling you, this young man is messed up. Money did not mess him up. He's already messed up. I'm going to show you something else. Let's just, I just can't wait anymore. Because I've never seen this before. But do you know when the young son asked, both sons got their inheritance? We only say one son got it. He divided his living. That day to both of them. That's what Scripture says. It's been preached the other way forever. You've always had the picture of the son staying and working for daddy, and he didn't get his. But that's not what, is that, is that right? Verse 12, the younger said to him, Father, give me my portion. And he divided unto them his living. Now what, something about dividing his living. How many of you know daddy kept on going? The farm kept, there's more where that came from. Daddy kept on doing. He was able to continue to employ servants and had his farm, had a cow farm, had a goat farm, I don't know. Uh, he, He had it all. Now, the truth of the matter is, this young man got into some big trouble, didn't he? He got into riotous living. How many of you know he probably didn't blow through that money on his own? How many know when you got, what do you guys call it today, cheddar? What is that? What I'm familiar with, dough. Um, that makes cheddar. I don't know. Anyway, so um, how many of you know he didn't waste that money all on his own? But when it was gone, he had no friends. He had to go. Uh, he he basically went from being wealthy. A billionaire, millionaire, probably a millionaire, to having nothing. Just in a foreign land where everybody is his buddy. You need to know who your real friends are. What happens? He goes and joins himself to a pig farmer, and he has a moment in his life where he's slopping the pigs and tempted to eat what they're into. I'm just telling you, it's gross. He's tempted to eat it, and he has a moment. He has an awakening. Well, I'm telling you, in the United States of America, I believe an awakening is about to occur. Unfortunately, most people don't have an awakening until they're in a bad moment. Now, you and I have learned better from that. How many of you know uh, uh, the best way to learn is from somebody else's mistakes? I don't have to make my own. I can learn from yours. easier but well, this is what I've watched I've done this a while and know that sometimes some people have to get to the bottom to the pig farm to about to eat something about a pig's about to eat it's not the will of God because God's good God didn't put him there they put themselves there hit the money didn't put him there his bad character put him there who he was put him there not money not dad, not the other people, and he had an awakening, and he had a moment. And he's like, what, what did he say? I love this. He's like, um, and when he came to himself, everybody say, I believe my family, my friends, my nation is about to have an awakening. How many of you know Second Corinthians 4 says we can pray that the blinders be removed? Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, I think it's verse 18 says, we pray that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Amen. Um, uh, Scripture that I won a lot of battles with over you and other people. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, the Amplified brings out that you can pray for people, that they would know what is vital, of real value. Amen. That they would not fall or cause others to fall. Amen. Knowing what's vital and he had an awakening. He had a moment, and he came to himself, and he decided what? What did he say? He said, um, "He wrote. Uh, he, he's like, um, I, I'm gonna go home because my dad's got hired servants, and they haven't an, and has enough to spare, and I'm gonna I'm gonna die of hunger here." I'm going to arise and go to my father and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Is that true?" It's true. And I am no more worthy to call be call your son and be one of your, I mean so this guy is having a moment where he's like, "You know what? I really messed up here and this is this is my fault." This is my fault, my problem, but I'm going to fix it right now. I'm going to daddy's house and I'm going to tell him I'll be one of your servants because I know how you take care of them. There's no reason for me to die. How many of you know this man, this is the, the mark of humility. He has a moment. God didn't humble him. He humbled himself. Come on now, I've watched people get in circumstances and even those circumstances can't humble them. And it's a wasted prayer for you to pray father humble them. Because God doesn't go around humbling people like you think he might. Because that would mean he would take on the work of the devil. You have to everywhere you see humility, you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You got to humble your, it's it's a position of I can't do this on my own. I need you. And so he 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 really humbles himself. And um, So he rose, and he came to Father's house, all right? So here we got this man. Um, He's going home because he knows his daddy's good. He knows his father, and and he truly repents. What do I mean by this? There is no excuses. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, you shouldn't have given me that money. I'm sorry, but those people I came and caught, ooh, Daddy, they're wild over there. You should have warned me about them. Why'd you let me go? If you knew better, if you knew I was going to do that, why would you let me go? Why didn't you stop me? Daddy, why didn't you come look for me? You knew I was going to get in trouble. Why didn't you come look for me? None of that baloney. None of that. That's not true repentance. That's I'm sorry I got caught and I don't want to eat with the pigs. That's I'm sorry I got caught, but I don't want to eat with the pigs. Sorry is not the same as repentance. Come on, anybody married, got any kids or anything? Sorry is not the same as repentance. Repentance, and I know the devil's worked really hard to take repentance out of the church. Because if he can get that out of the church, then you can't really ever go on. If he gets repentance out of the church, you can never really go on. Come on, some of you need to come to foundational doctrines class. Me and Gail will teach you about repentance. Hallelujah. Because you got you, repentance is still good today. Because if you don't ever repent, you can never move forward. Now, come on, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, Never mind, because this is not my subject today. Hallelujah. But true repentance means a heart change. And and remember, Paul said, you repented with godly sorrow. You're sorry. True repentance, even to another person that you've messed over, doesn't really happen until first you're sorry towards God. And when you're sorry towards God, then you can be sorry this way. But if you're just sorry this way and never sorry this way, it'll never get fixed this way. I'm sorry it got caught. I'm sorry it made me uncomfortable. I'm sorry, you know, I almost, I almost you know, blew this. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, and if, if they say, my mammal used to say, sorry is as sorry does. I never got that till I was an adult. I, never, I thought that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. What do you mean sorry is as sorry does? Well, if you're really repentant, you won't do it again. I really didn't get that till I was an adult. So he really repented. That's the key to the prodigal coming home. Now here we have the father. And the father, um, he rose, verse 20, came to the father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him. Well, if daddy saw him, what did that mean? And remember, first of all, this father is the type or representation of father God. This young man is a type. Of someone, listen to me, he's in the family. He's an heir and a joint heir. He's not a sinner. He's not a type of a sinner. He's in the family. In other words, you take it spiritual, his name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Everything that heaven has is his. He asked for it, he got it, and he messed up. But to his credit, after he messed up, he had an awakening. He had a moment and he said, I'm going back to Father's house. He came back because he didn't know everything. He came back willing to be a servant. He came back humble. He came back truly repentant. Now, Father God, the type here that Jesus is showing us, is someone who's always looking for for his children to come home. One of the greatest things you can ever do for your father is bring somebody home. This is a true picture Jesus is telling us of, these, of the, the younger son, the father, and the elder son. So we, gotta, we got him watching. So he's looking. He, uh, he saw him. Had compassion. How many of you know the Lord is full of compassion? Psalms 145, verse 18, says the Father is full of compassion. Amen. Now, um, I want to take you back there, back to verse 12, because this is my main verse. And, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me this portion of goods, and, and he divided unto them. Now, I want to I talk to you something really quick here, because I want to help you out. How, anybody ever um, uh, read John 14, 13 and 14? Remember what, remember? It's talking about asking. Come on, let's look at that. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 13. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Anybody like John 15, 7? If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, then you'll do what? Ask. So so watch now. You got the two sons, you got the younger son, and he's doing the asking. But the Father's doing the giving. Why? Even if the Father knew what was going to happen, um, if you ask, you're going to receive. John, y'all, I'm going to tell you something in a minute. John 16, verses 23 and 24. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he's going to do what? Give it to you. Verse 24. Hitherto, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. I'm going to blow your religious little cows out of the water right now, right? Because some people think, well, you've got to get to a place where you can handle the blessings before God gives you the blessings. That's your religion, not scripture. Well, I just don't believe God will give someone, you know, uh, you know, like healing. You know, uh, they're going to have to get to work to us. They're going to have to work to. They're going to have to work to get. They're going to have to work to. They're going to have to work to get to a certain place in God, and so they can maintain their healing. That's a bunch of baloney. If you'll just ask. Come on, don't make this too hard. Either he said Jesus said, "Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will." There's not a whole lot of stuff on that except for you got to ask, you got to believe. It's not a, it's, it's, it's really not about you. It's not about your qualifications. I was uh, getting up from studying, and I walked in the kitchen, I think, to get a drink and um, forget about what I just watched on TV. And I was walking towards the kitchen, and um, the Holy Ghost said. That parable is also about the law and grace. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. He said it's also about the law and grace. And really, um, I'm just a little irritated about the law these days because I've I'm not just, I've had some encounters, but I'm watching the body of Christ. There's something about humanity that we feel like we've got to work for something. I got to say it enough that he hears me. He heard you the first time you said it if you believe it. Amen. Now do you need mostly that's for more for you, but the, the there's a confession of faith. There's a confession unto faith, that's for you. A confession of one f- of faith takes one time. Well, did you have to keep asking him to save you over and over again? Lord save me. I believe in Jesus, son of God. I believe in Jesus, son of God. I believe he was raised from the dead. I believe he, that's a thousand times. Now I got it. No, you got it the first time you made a confession of faith. The confession unto faith, you can say it, you need to say it and keep on saying it. And it holds you there. Y'all with me? What's the father doing? He's full of compassion. He sees his son. He lets his son repent because <laughs> he needs to repent. And then the son began to say, because he he kissed his neck. He hugged him, and the son, you know, he said, "Father, I've sinned against heaven in your sight, and then I'm no more worthy to call be your son." And so it's almost like he then ignores the last part, because this is what he said. Um, but the father said to his servants, "Bring forth the best robe. Come on, this dude's just been at the pig farm. I, 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 there's no there's no report of a shower, but I believe he got one." The father. Bring the best robe. Put it on him. Ring on his hand. I don't believe that's just a diamond ring. I believe that's a signet ring. Because that's how they did business back then. Put some shoes on. Get, bring the fatted calf. Let's eat, be merry. My son was dead and now he's alive. I mean, so you get, get in this. Um, I mean, this young man was an heir. And he received his inheritance. He messed it up. How do you see the Father? The Father is not angry. The Father is not in the mood for punishment. The Father is compassionate, full of mercy. His tender mercies are new every morning. So when you see a wave of people coming back to God, know that the Father's response is compassion know that the cuz cuz he's given you a ministry of reconciliation. He's given you a word of restoration. Come on, what is he doing? Well, Joel says he'll restore even the years. I'm am chewing on that one cuz somebody tried to take years from my life and it's not, you know, nobody in my household, but other people they took tried to take years. God's going to restore that to me. He's going to restore that to us. I don't know how he I don't know how he restores years. I just know that he does because he said so. So I'm about to be living some good years here. I don't know how long this young man was gone, but this is a picture of the father, and, and he's restoring years to him. And he puts his ring on, he cuts a robe, and we're gonna have a party. Because my son was dead. Now he's alive. This shows you the Father, God, his goodness and his mercy and his compassion. Uh, He's not willing that any should perish. But then you've got the other. So I call this the other brother syndrome. So what happens to him? Um, Verse 25. Now the elder son was in the field. Why? Because he's working. Because he's working. His worth is in his work. He's working. He thinks he's all that and should have the Father's favor because he's working. I'll just throw this at you. He's working to get his inheritance that he already has. It's his. It was given to him equally. He's very ticked every day that he lives, that he's still working for his inheritance, and his younger brother blew all his. Now he comes back, and he hears dancing. Now, to hear dancing, that's that's a party. If you can hear dancing, they're throwing it down in there. They're doing way more than the electric slide. I mean, they are, they are, they are, Maybe it's where the mosh pit was formed. I don't know. But they are they, they, he's hearing dancing, and they got music going. They are having a party. He heard music and dancing. And he uh, called one of the servants and was like, what's this? And he's like, your brother's home. And your father killed the fatted calf because he's received him safe and sound. And he was angry. He was angry, but I tell you, he's already been angry. He lives angry. Just because you're born again, this is a law man. He lives by the law. He's working by the law. He expects his father approval. Now listen to me. We're saved unto good works. The works we do for God, we love him, and we do those good things because we know um, uh, our, inher- uh, our rewards in heaven are based on that. But there's nothing you can do to add to your salvation. There's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore. You need to obey him and obey the word. But listen, why are you doing it? I'm telling you, this brother, he, is, he is working, he's angry. Uh, he's not just angry. Listen, he's not just, he's really probably not even angry with his brother. He's angry with his dad, which represents God. Oh, yeah, can people be angry and hold unforgiveness against God? Yeah, you can. And he wouldn't even go in. He wouldn't even go in. So here's the goodness of God again. He comes outside to talk to his angry son. In the middle of celebrating, my son was dead, now he's alive. How many you know God has time to mess with everybody who's messed up? (laughs) I had one son, now he's dead. He was dead, now he's alive. And then now my other son's mad because my dead son's now home and alive and I'm throwing a party for him. But then this comes out. You've you've read this before, you know. Um, He begins to state his case about why the Father, or God, should have blessed him. Watch this. And he said unto the Father, lo these many years, I. I serve you. Let me tell you, I've never one time broken the law. That's not what it says, Pastor Mark. It's the same thing. I transgressed. I have never transgressed at one of your commandments. I'd have been happy if you would have given me a goat. Religion always thinks less than. Brother got a cow, but if you'd have just gave me a goat, at least I wouldn't be this mad. Religion settles for second best because it doesn't. It's a false humility. 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 If you just gave me a goat. How many of you know, have, have you ever all eaten goat before? It's all right, but give me a, a filet from a black Angus any day. My, my, my uncles raised black Angus, and we didn't have to go to a restaurant. Give me a filet from a black Angus any day. I'll even take one from a Hereford in case you don't know what that is. That's another kind of cow. Before I'd eat me any goat. I've eaten a goat. And it's better than not having any meat, but not much. Mm. (laughs) All right. So. And so he's telling him what I did. And you never. So I I served you. He's angry. I served you. I never did anything wrong. You didn't even give me a stinking goat. People say, well, people don't act like that. Well, you've not met all the Christians that I know. But as soon as your blessed little son came home, who devoured all your living, the ladies of the evening, I cleaned that one up. You went and killed the best calf. I mean, he hadn't even seen him with the robe on yet. Uh, He hadn't seen him flash in the ring. He didn't see daddy's crocodile shoes that he was wearing. Didn't see none of that. Talk about a meltdown. That son's had his eye on that robe for a long time, waiting for his daddy to die. And the goodness of God shows up, and he said unto him, Son, church, body of Christ, heirs, joint heirs, you're ever with me and everything I have. Jesus said in John 16 and 15, John 16 and 15, he said, everything the father has is mine. Are are you in a covenant? Are you an heir? Are you a joint heir? Jesus, son, everything I've ever had already yours. And besides that, he already had his inheritance. The father already divided it. And that's the thing is you and I've got to see. And I want to remind you once again, you're not really asking the Lord, "Well, Lord, I need you to bless me. He's already blessed you. Lord, I need you to heal me. He doesn't need to heal you. He's already healed you. Lord, I need some peace. You don't need peace. You need to receive peace, because He said, "My peace I leave you, not as this world gives." He gave you His own peace. This has already been done. So, to, to understand, listen. This son needed a revelation. He's got the this son who stayed home and worked all the work. He's to me, he's got a bigger problem than the other son. We would judge this and we would say, man, that dude, he went and he blew all his daddy's money and he was messing with the girls he ought not mess with and he got what he deserved and I'm glad he came to himself. But that is not the way God looks at this. He's throwing him a party. He's glad he's home and he restored everything. It's it's a story about restoration. And then the other story is... For the body of Christ, why are you waiting to get something that's already yours and being mad about it? You want to make some people mad, you start talking about how the Lord has blessed you. You let somebody get an airplane who didn't get it by selling drugs, making movies that ought not be watched, buying somebody a nice car, Who didn't get it by, uh, you know, messing with somebody, I mean, stealing it from somebody, scraping it off the top of something. Oh, man. And they're Christians. You think there's been stories in the news about how mad they are at preachers who have stuff and you as church members who have stuff? Oh, it's going to get worse. I'm telling you, persecutions come in the United States of America. That's not fun. What is persecution? It's just in our case. I don't know. What it's going to be about like some countries where it's you know our life, but they're they're trying really hard, and they're going to talk. It's going it's going to ramp up. Why? Because it's mostly the devil sees it's mostly working. Because most people then will just step back. Okay, well, let's not talk about it then. No, I'm going to tell you. You are blessed to be a blessing. You it is the will of God that you walk in divine hell. Amen. It's the will of God you be filled with the Holy Ghost so you can speak in tongues and rhyme. I mean, it is the will of God that you walk in peace. It is the will of God that you have the best marriage on the earth. Your children and you, you're blessed coming in and going out. You're the head, not the tail. Everything you do, when you open up your business, it could be the worst economy. But God's going to bless you. You just got to make up your mind you're going to believe God. But see, this... Other brother is the religious church who's trying to do it by the law. They don't know it. They would never admit it. But his attitude of anger that comes out when somebody else is blessed and they did nothing, they shouldn't get that. They didn't do nothing. Matter of fact, they did something wrong. They should be punished. They shouldn't be blessed. They shouldn't be blessed. They shouldn't get they No, no, there should be no party for them. They, No, no, they made their bed hard. They need to lie in it. It tells more about you than it does about them. I've given you everything. Son, you're ever with me. All I have is yours. And then he didn't back off. It was meat. It was important. It was right. Your brother was dead and now he's alive. He was lost, so he's found. he's like I'm not apologizing. You can straighten up and come into the party. This is not in here, but I could I could I can hear the the B-roll footage running. Have your own party. Do your own thing. It was your money. You're sitting here mad every day of your life. Working. Working. Am I telling you you don't work for God anymore? No. But you don't work to get. You don't work to earn love. That's why this is about grace and the law. One brother's trying to work, and the other ran into the grace of God. Now, Pastor Mark, sounds like you just, you think everybody uh, ought to go live in sin. (laughs) No, because the wages of sin is death. It's the mercy of God that this guy didn't die while he was doing what he was doing. Should anyone attempt that? Nope. Wages of sin is always death. But this shows the mercy of God when somebody comes back. And remember, and the point I want to drive home real quick is listen. Everything the Father has is already yours. Faith is not to twist God's arm to get you something. Faith is the vehicle to receive what's already been done for you. Faith is the vehicle to receive what's already been freely given to you. The promises of God are yes and amen. You're an heir, and a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "Everything the Father has is mine," and the Spirit of God's going to show it to you. That word "show" means declare, disclose, and transmit it. I mean, uh, the kingdom of God has come, and the kingdom of God is yours. I mean, He gave you uh, He gave you everything. There's nothing. Uh, if God gave you Jesus, what would He ever withhold from you? Amen. And coming from that position of receiving, then when um, then God can use you and I to be the, the reconciler. Because there's a lot of people that need to run into the restoring power of God. I mean, and even you, if you've got something in your life that needs to be restored, God's going to do it. Amen? And you know what? I just, I'm just really um, encouraged about the season that we live in. I believe there are going to be a number of prodigals come home. I believe that means we're going to be having lots of parties watch me there is a, a connection with the glory the joy the party atmosphere if you will of revival if the right thing is being revived what is being revived what is the lord most concerned about those coming home especially those once that walk with him and then have walked away from him This area, this area, people move in here all the time. Um, And uh, I would say that we have in this area a right, a stronger spiritual influence probably than most areas of the United States. When people move here, there's a draw still to go to church. There is. Capitalize on it. Invite your friends. Invite your neighbors. Invite your coworkers. Be like the woman at the well. Come and see. Well, Pastor Mark, I brought them, and they come and see, and they don't want to see no more. Well, there's a seed in them because that was me. You think it's not working. That thing was working on me. My friend took me to a church, and it was Wild or something. I'd never grown up and seen that in my life. And people were clapping in church and lifting their hands and shouting about Jesus. And they put me in the middle of the road. I know they did that on purpose because I'd have run out. And I never went back with them. But can I tell you something? It worked on me. It worked on me. And worked on me. And worked on me. And when I was ready to come back to the Lord, I'll tell this story. It's real funny. So I was living in Indianapolis. I had my first accounting job. The Lord was really working on me. And um, um, these people came to the door and knocked on the door. I said, man and woman. I'll never forget their faces as long as the day I live. So they come to the door. And they're like, hey, we're going to start a uh, Bible study in our apartment complex. We'd like for you to come. I'm like, oh. And I don't know why. I said, do you all speak in tongues? And she said, no sir, and they turned around and walked away, and I was as backslidden and away from God I'd ever been, but that experience, I I knew my, I knew where I was going, the next time I went with God, it was going to be real, it was going to be forever, it was going to be deep, and I want, and the Holy Ghost was even helping me, and I didn't know he was helping me, I didn't need more religion. I already had that. I needed an encounter with His grace and His mercy and His power and His love. And and the more we can not be like the elder brother, the more we can be like God, the Father, then I think we're going to help a lot of people. But listen, what I'm going to tell you, then we're going to go, is son, daughter, daughter church, you're forever with me. All I have is already yours. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to CWOL.org, check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at seawallmadison. Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know him so you too can make him known.